Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome back to another episode of Two Girls, One Ship, the podcast where we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. I'm Vervada, the girl who had to do this episode alone because my dear friend and other half, Jen, had something come up and was not able to make it. And if you could all please keep her in your thoughts, that would make me a very happy V. Today's episode was a patron chat with three of our patrons, because a few of them are traveling and they couldn't make it. And we talked about the games that we always come back to. We also tangented like a million times, because do you expect anything else at this point? We hope you enjoy listening. Okay, good. Sorry. So Generally mad if I didn't record everything. I got you. So I go out to the back patio and like, I always take my keys with me just because one time I went out there and I accidentally locked the door, but Jessica was home. So I just went around the front. So I always take my keys with me. So I go out the back patio, I'm coming back in and there's a spider like on top of the door in that little area above the door, below the ceiling. It was probably, and it had like half of its legs pointed up, half down, just chilling. And it was probably seven inches long. Oh my gosh. And big. And I was like, I just stopped in like pure terror, thinking, I don't know what to do. If I wouldn't have had my keys, I don't know what I would have done because I wouldn't have gone back in that door. I would have had to find <laughs> something big to kill it with. <laughs> I went back. So I go on the ground, go in the garage. The only bug spray we have is wasp spray. So I literally use an entire bottle of wasp spray on that thing. And it just fell down and started crawling around. I ended up in the grass and I'm like, I, I'm still terrified. So I went and got the weed whacker and like held it out as far as I could away from me and just went to town with the weed whacker until I was confident that was gone because I was beyond terrified. It was like, I'm serious. It was like that big. It was, it was probably, it looked like it was just sitting on top of the door waiting to kill me. And what kind of spider was it? I don't know. It was hairy. It was gray. And you know what probably was? Oh, yay. Somebody find somebody? It's, yeah. It, Toasty and Shanko admitted them. Okay, good. I was scared. I was like, are they not? Did I 
accidentally hit deny. Hello, Captain Shanko and Toasty. I always think. It makes me so confused. What happened? I'm so sorry. Did I confuse you? Saying we were streaming. I never remember that it's email based. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I mean, I can switch. I feel like Jen normally sends out the reminders, and I did it early. And then just today's been a fucking shit show. So I concur. I for many like, reasons. Yeah, for so many reasons. It's like, I mean, yeah, yeah we, that's not even counting the big shit show. Yeah. Apollo was just telling me about a disgusting, huge spider that was almost ate him in his house. It was, today. Trying, it was poised to kill me. I think it was a wolf spider. That's what yeah. I think it was by looking it up. And I think it was trying to kill. I think it was going to kill me if I walked back in the I door. I didn't know we had those here. So now I have like a new fear unlocked. I found a cockroach in my bathroom well, today. They're just highly protective. It was always over my doorway that I had to get through to get back inside my house, looking like it was just waiting for me to walk under so it could pounce on me and kill me. He <laughs> killed it with the weed whacker. Yes. Oh my God. I just imagine like After I unloaded an entire, bo- an entire can of wasp spray on it to get it to Oh yeah, the wasp spray. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I don't really have from. That seems like spiders, overkill. So like, I was terrified. I don't know if I've ever been that I'm, terrified in my life of something. Like, if I wouldn't have had, I told V that I I had a key so that I could go around the front. I had my key on me. If I didn't have my key on me and I would have had to go back in that door, I don't know what would have happened. I might have <laughs> sat in the front yard and waited for my girlfriend to get home yeah. and get me in the front yard. It was like seven inches long. Like I've held tarantulas, but those I spiders are big. Those yeah, spiders are really big. I've ever seen. And they like I've, rush you. That's how I've they caught hunt. one before. It just looked. It was just the way it was sitting above my door. It looked like it was waiting to kill. Me. Did it have any babies? Uh, no, it did not. That would have okay. been a nightmare. Just the weed whacker making them go everywhere. <laughs> I didn't have God. anything else. If I had a shotgun, I would have. I would have used a shotgun. I used to do guided horseback riding trail work. So I would bring these tourists from like all over the country and all over the world into the wilds of central Florida on horseback. And most of these people had never been on a horse in their life before. And one of the funniest things I ever did to a group was I pointed at the big ass yellow spiders that sit up in the trees like orb weavers or banana spiders. Oh, but Oh God. And and I said, those are banana spiders. Do you know why they call them banana spiders? And one of the kids goes, is it because they came over in shipments of bananas? And I said, no, it's because when you eat them, they taste like bananas. And I had these idiots about to eat spiders out in the woods. And I said, no, 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 guys, I'm just messing with you. The kid's right. It was, it, they came over in the banana shipments. But I almost got you to eat a spider. How do you feel about that? That you would have you would have killed a child. Oh no! They would they would have they would have uh, definitely not put said spider in their mouth. They're uh, reasonably intelligent. Well, I mean those those things because banana spiders. This is a fun fact that I found out. Banana spiders have the same like lethality of venom as black widows, but they deliver mm-hmm. like ten times the dose when they bite you. I don't know. Well, I- venom. Has to I be injected though, so it wouldn't matter if you. I don't think it would hurt you if you ate it. If I'm pretty poisonous. sure. I'm pretty sure Mr. Banana Spider would have bitten the kid long that's, before they oh, got that's it in true, their that's mouth. True. 
I don't like banana enough for any of that. I won't even eat a banana that's like too ripe, let alone a spider that supposedly tastes like a banana. So, I no, thank you. So working in a produce department, um, I see said bananas that are because basically if you open a case and there's a banana that's completely black, a singular banana that's completely black amongst many ripened bananas, that is a, a banana that a banana spider has been in at some point, whether oh. they're still in it or not to be determined i oh, no. i toss every like i toss the whole case like, you, like, you're like singular banana equals 40 pounds of bananas gone i will not put out any of those bananas i won't put my hands in that box it's gone that box does not I didn't exist know that's throw what they out did. the whole thing just yeah throw they it burrow out. into the banana oh i had no idea oh my god i don't know i don't know i don't want bananas anymore We've been watching this show called oh, Pain. You King didn't want bananas before a... the spider news. Well, my so kid loves them, though. Fun. So I, I always have them in the house. I got to show trust... you guys something. Yes, yes, yes. Show and tell. Show that, and tell. Uh, whoever's putting out the bananas knows the same information. I hope me. I hope they're as good as you, Toasty. I don't know how well you can see them, but I got... Um, that's There's a Cullen, and then Jackie. I've got Caden, and then River. That's a great idea. I recognize Jackie. All of those I recognize came. Jackie right there. Yeah, I get, all like, of those came from Etsy wall. too. Oh, can you send me or like post it somewhere? Like where, what person you got those from? Yeah, I for sure. I'm check them out. I, yeah, I they had a ton of them. Art. I liked the Cullen a lot, and I think they had like Fenris and Anders and all of mm. them too. So I did romance Fenris and Alistair and Solus. Okay, <laughs> we won't talk about Solus. <laughs> Forget Solus. Solus means fun. nothing to me. Because I don't know anything about Dragon Age. That's fine. Except for the stuff I've heard from your podcast. <laughs> if no. they ever remake it, that'll be the time. It just uh, it plays as an old game. Mm-hmm. It is an old game. It's 2009. Yeah. I could so not old now. romance Solus because he's bald and my dad is bald. Okay. So oh, bald okay. men inherently turn me off. Just fair. Right fair. Like super That's fair. fair. <laughs> I... That's like my argument for why I've never romanced or even in my real life dated a blonde man because I am blonde. I'm like, I thought you'd be my brother or something. <laughs> so I can't do it. <laughs> but yeah, I guess um, I don't care if we dick around or whatever. Today is stupid and I'm glad that we can talk at least. But the topic y'all voted on that came out on top is the game that you always come back to. So we we should probably talk about that at some point. And Jen did write out um, thoughts on her games. She has multiple games that she always comes back to. So um, I'm going to start with Shanko because ladies first. Ooh, okay. Um, So I think mine is probably Animal Crossing Wild World for the DS. Um, I was really good at getting everything in that game pretty quickly. So I kind of just speed run through to my mansion and my uh, Nookington and it's fantastic. I have all the fruit and other than that, I mean, obviously probably Mass Effect. I've played through that trilogy even just since I moved in with my boyfriend, probably a dozen times. <laughs> I think Mass Effect's going to be a recurring one probably for everybody. No, not Toasty. Okay, what's yours then, Toasty? Fallout New Vegas. That's a good one. That's, That's the only that is one? My, I've there's probably a few, but none quite reach the limits because I've played Fallout New Vegas through completely like over 25 times at this point, probably so many times. 
so many times have I gone back to that game. It's just so good. I'm there's some other game. I mean, obviously Witcher, uh, but I haven't played through Witcher that much. You I didn't would... know you like The Witcher. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, no idea. We had, that you liked The Witcher. What? Okay, I didn't pick up on the sarcasm. <laughs> oh, I sorry. <laughs> I delivered like, it too well. <laughs> I was like, wait. No, what? I know you love The Witcher. Nevada knows nothing about me. Okay, cool. No, no, like, no. Cool story. No. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, that's like Fallout New Vegas mainly. I did play that a lot. I haven't played it in a long time though. I remember I did one run. Um, I was always playing as like the what? What were they? The Wanderer? No, not the Wanderer. That was Fallout Three. What would they call you in Fallout New Vegas? Like your person, just the courier. The courier. There you go. I always played as a woman courier, and I remember one time I went full Caesar's Legion, and like that was knowing stupid. you. How much did you hate yourself after you did that? I I thought it was just so interesting because it was so opposite of what I would want or do. Like, they think all women are slaves, like, for those of you who don't know about Caesar's Legion. <laughs> I remember finding a slave outfit, and I put it on, and I was in the camp, and I was like, yeah, this sucks. <laughs> I hate it here. <laughs> but um, I, I finished the game that way, but then I went back and went, like, NCR, because I'm a Californian, so I'm obviously going to go NCR. Yeah. Um, oh. Apollo. Oh, sorry. Just kidding. No, We're going through this really fast, because I just want to yeah. bullshit the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> we can come back around in a lot yeah yeah we can come back enough. around because i want everyone to share like why you picked that okay. but apollo what's your game slash games i'm gonna go with the tie um i am gonna go with mass effect because i like the characters so much but also i'm gonna go with cyberpunk because i really enjoy the game and i can't say i just enjoy driving around just driving around on jackie's motorcycle it is relaxing i too I have uh, what's his name Scorpion's motorcycle and Jackie's motorcycle the the arch is that what that one's called yeah yep. and I only ever use the arch because it's like so good and I definitely drive first person I know that blew you guys' minds but like <laughs> it feels so fun and free on, on a motorcycle in first person but, yeah it's a bloodbath like I said before it's a bloodbath for me when only, I try first person I can only do that on a motorcycle in a car I've tried because I really want to feel like I'm actually V like cyberpunk v not vv but <laughs> i know i'm like oh, you I are v <laughs> yeah i am v <laughs> and i can't see out of my side mirrors or my rear view mirror so i have to do third person in a car but on a motorcycle i just need to go straight so i can see just fine i don't have to reverse like in a car i mean sometimes you get uh, sometimes you do yeah and i i inevitably bump into someone i just like honk my horn a bunch and so then they go like hey me, me. like say something mean to me I'm like get out of my way then yeah. I could definitely see Cyberpunk becoming a recurring game for me. I'm kind of, I haven't actually completed my full playthrough yet because I've literally got some of the last missions lined up, but I'm trying to knock out most of the side content and missions and just wandering around. Like, my, I'm trying to find all the tarot cards right now. So I've literally just been like bouncing around the map trying to find all the tarot cards. And it's great. It's really fun. And I'm enjoying myself. And I'm like, I don't want, I'm not ready to finish the game yet. Like fully aware, I could just like hit a couple buttons and be well on my way to finishing. But it's like, I want to enjoy it. I want to spend some time on it. That's me. I only do side missions. Like I'll do main missions up to a point And then I'll get around the side missions. And then I'll go back to the main mission, save the very last mission and then never finish the game that's like how i always do and then one day i'll be like okay i'm gonna do it 
finished the game. I'm like, oh, it's over now. Horizon Forbidden West. Like, I just went through that game so fast because I, that one, I really wanted to know how it ended story-wise. And, and then I didn't touch it again. <laughs> I started replaying games. <laughs> it's so good. I can always go back to those, too, because I love Ashley Birch as a voice actress so much like i can mm -hmm. always just it's like i go back to one of those and just hear her talking and i'm like okay this feels like home like yeah i'm ready she's such a gentle voice and aloy is just such a badass that quiet confidence that i aspire to i am not quiet nor do i have confidence but oh well but shinko so i play animal crossing too like ever since i was a kid the game boy version but um i like that you said wild world specifically is there a reason you picked that one over the other Animal Crossing games? I guess because the newer ones um, started just getting too complicated. I wanted it to be simple and repetitive and relaxing. And Wild World does that for me while also keeping things interesting. I really try to, like, I would love to get specific villagers, of course. Like, I, I like to get all the horses because I have horses. <laughs> So yeah, I just I just enjoy the kind of repetitive nature of it, I guess. It's very comforting. That's fair. I remember, what was the very first one called that was on GameCube? Was it just Animal Crossing? Animal Crossing. Yeah, there was a, I think he's still in Animal Crossing now, uh, Lobo, like the wolf. The wolf, He yeah. was my favorite. I loved him so much. And then in the newest game, gosh, what's that one called? New, no, not New Leaf. New Horizon. Is it New, New Horizon? Yeah, there's so many Animal Crossing. That one, there's like this cat. I can't remember his name, but he's like got this adorable little librarian sweater on and like a little glasses. And I'm, I want that cat so bad in my town. I always end up getting the weird characters, but I do want only cats in my town. That's like my goal. It's really hard to do that though. I don't have the patience for that. Okay, Toasty. What is it about New Vegas over the other Fallout games? So I guess it's just like, because this kind of coming around to Cyberpunk is like, I've tried to play through, like, I've, I've played through it a couple times, but, like, I've tried to, like, you know, get back into it again, but it doesn't offer you a lot in the way of, like, choices that you can make to, like, affect things. So, like, you generally, like, aside from the Maelstrom quest or, like, the ending you choose, you're pretty much playing, like, the same game over and over again, and... I don't I don't get as much enjoyment out of like driving around and just looking at stuff. I envy all on that. <laughs> but I just cuz like you come back to New Vegas and it's like you find there's so much in the way of choice for different things that you can do. Like I feel like I'm not doing the same. Like I may make some of the same choices in certain situations, but I don't feel like I'm playing the same story over and over again. Like I can play yeah. a different a completely different build and then, you know, do quests a certain way. And like I'm, I'm making different choices for some things that I'm not like on others, you know. So I just really appreciate that. Granted, I'm spoiled because I play a lot of tabletop games. So like, when you're playing a tabletop, you have all of the choice because you decide what to do. So it's like, I guess I, I just, I like my games to my video games to have at least that level somewhat compared to uh, some other games. So I agree. They had really good factions in New Vegas. The only one I, the only ones I can remember are NCR and Caesar's Legion. But I remember there was other ones too, weren't there? And those I mean, quest had, lines were so good. 
I mean, you had like some locations of like people, like with Good Springs, the Powder Gangers, um, Yes Man, Mr. House, you know, the Brotherhood, mm-hmm. uh, Freeside, all these different groups oh, of people yeah. that you could you could side with, and you know, based on what you did for one faction, a different faction may not like you as much. I feel like they did that okay in Fallout Four too. It was just so much bigger that it felt less impactful i guess if that makes sense fallout 4 you had you had the four factions those Mm -hmm. those were your choices like that like that was the only like choices of matter. but you had like certain factions would take like with mr house like he wouldn't you couldn't remain on his side and allow the brotherhood to live like that he just wouldn't allow it he was like you have to destroy the brotherhood of steel or you know this is a no-go and it's like you have to like make that decision of like if I want to continue to side with Mr. House, do I destroy the Brotherhood? Am I okay with doing that? But I, I don't know. I, maybe I should just side with Yes Man and kill Mr. House because I like Veronica so much as a companion. Mm-hmm. Like stuff like that. Because well, we should it, eat the rich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kill Mr. House. I usually I, killed Mr. House. Yeah. I just didn't I didn't side with him that much. What was the name of the guy with the checkered suit that like was in the very Benny. beginning? Benny. 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 Yeah, uh, my favorite thing was to get the Black Widow perk and like the all that sleep stuff. With him and then kill sleep him. Sleep with him and then kill him. Yep. Yeah, classy move Big right there. Of that one. <laughs> the best way to end that storyline. Mm-hmm. You don't have to chase after him after that point. Like he's mm-hmm. already dead. Like, you know, you don't have to follow him all the way to the to the encampment of Caesar's Legion to like yeah. get your revenge. I felt like a spy, you know, because then you just like waltz on out of the hotel, like nothing happened or wherever you were at. I'm like, yep, <laughs> that was me. No one will know. <laughs> yeah. Like recently on the plate there, I found out that you could, if you have high enough speech, you can like, he gives you like the keys to like the presidential suite so that you could talk to him. But if you have high, en- like normally you go up there. And then he just sends a bunch of guards and you don't have any weapons because it's like you get them taken away at the front mm-hmm. desk. But like, if you have high enough speech, you can convince them to go up there with you and then you can just kill them while you just by yourself and then, you know, do the same thing. So it's Sweet. like it's a bunch of different options for stuff like that. Also, I feel like you can't really beat the, the awesomeness of like running through the wastes and then new Vegas. It's just there. Cause like, there's nothing else that big and bright in fallout really so it was really it kind of felt like pre-war a bit so that was cool and not to mention the dlcs that new vegas has i don't know if i ever played any of the dlcs really yeah because it was my new vegas was in my childhood at this point and like Mm. i did not have online access and i just had a copy of the game so i'm not sure if i played any of the dlc I don't think yeah. I did. This had some really good ones. I mean, Honest Hearts, you get to unlock the mystery that is Joshua Graham, who was Caesar's first legate. Uh, the one that he like covered in pitch and burned to death and threw to the bottom of the Grand Canyon. Yeah, dude's still alive. <laughs> uh, it's really cool. And then Old World Blues is just fun. It's just wacky. Talking yeah, toasters that want to murder other toasters. It's great. Is that where the pit was DLC as well? That's or is that a different 3. game? The Fallout 3. See, I'm getting my faults mixed up. I did have that for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I got a Game of the Year edition or something. And now, 
Let's take a quick break so you can listen to the sponsors of today's episode. Thanks for listening. And now we're back with our show. I hope you enjoyed the ad break. Okay. Apollo, let's switch gears back to Mass Effect because I know we're going to end up there anyway at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us what we already know. Why do you go back to Mass Effect specifically? Well, the biggest thing is the characters because I'm attached to the characters. I love the characters. So I just like being back in that world. It's almost like just hanging out with friends again. At this point, if you play, after you played through it five or six times, I do, I like the gameplay. I like that. Every time I've played it, I've figured I've found something that I hadn't done before or seen before or and so on. And now there's something else. Now I got to get Joker's total family story next time I play listening to conversations because I didn't know about that before. So I can always just find something. It, but basically, it's just the characters. It's that feeling of like being with friends again, almost, even though it's just a game. That'll always keep coming back. I mean, I definitely agree. Do you guys agree? For sure. I haven't. I mean played through mass effect but I, la- I played through like one and two a very long time ago can't remember hardly anything but i mean that it definitely like kind of i feel like because there's so many different like paths you can go throughout the game right so it was definitely a kind of game that would go right up my alley i just have yet to do it which is i think i will soon i want to get through assassin's creed odyssey first but i'm pretty sure i'm going to do mass effect after that too many games, not There's enough time. Yeah, I had started <laughs> Fallout 4, and then Sony decided to bump up their subscription service for a bunch of games that I wanted. All of a sudden, were free, like Ghost of Tsushima. So that's what I'm playing now. Like, I played that. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. It is. This combat is in that game is as smooth as it gets. Mm-hmm. Heard no, good things about it, but yeah. never seen anything about it. I love that you can change your clothes. <laughs> I love when I can change clothes with my characters. I don't know why that was one of my favorite things. I'm like, ooh, I can get horse armor and I can <laughs> I can change my clothes. That's so awesome. Well, then there cyberpunk's for you because there's probably about 14 million possible clothing combinations you could go with. Granted, that's 98 yeah. percent of them do not look good together. <laughs> no, I'm of the camp of like I I don't buy a lot of clothes and then I'll just wear whatever is the highest in stats and I'm, then I'm like, oh, I look really not good. And as because in the beginning, I'm like, I got no money. The now I got a lot of money <laughs> yeah, because I don't buy anything. And now I'm just driving around to every clothing store. And I'm like, what do I want from here? What looks cute? Even though you never see your character. So it really doesn't matter. <laughs> the thought that counts. But I guess I should like, OK, we need to. I forgot to do this because Jen's like the mom and I'm just here being <laughs> me. So I forgot to have you guys like introduce yourselves <laughs> i'm sorry i mean like i know who you are so i didn't think it was necessary it's fine they they know who we are at, the, at this yeah, point right? I like you mean, they've met us. all of us before yeah i just You're opened on, up what the, help what is this patron chat like the that, sixth or seventh one i don't know yeah um, i don't know i don't know Oh, I mean, I don't, I, I, at this point, never have to introduce myself because I was mentioned in like every episode prior to the first patron chat. And yeah. I was like, I, I was just listening. I was like, oh, I've been mentioned again. <laughs> People are going to be like, who immortal, is this toasty person? <laughs> the immortal toasty. Apparently. So here's your fucking spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> everyone knows Sam yeah. too. <clears throat> yeah, everyone knows Sam too. 
and obviously Apollo. The first, that's what we were thinking before you two joined. I was like, oh no, I don't know if anyone else is coming. I guess it's just going to be me and Apollo. Like, it's the first patron chat we ever had was just Apollo. So I was like, I guess we're back to just did you I miss carrying. The first patron chat? Yeah, yeah, you did. You're so late. <laughs> I work at 5 a.m. half the time. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I miss riding horses, and I feel like you could help me with that. But You should just make a day trip of it and come down and, and ride uh, my little horse, because he's great, and he's wonderful I'm, and sweet. I and literally loves... haven't ridden in five years, I think. It's been a while, but I grew up riding horses. I feel like it would come he's back pretty fast. Boy. He's a beautiful he's... boy. Oh, thank you. Uh, if you've seen my one name that I named Caden... Um... <laughs> He is disgusting when he eats. Um, he likes it when you wet down his grain and make it like a slop. Soupy. Yeah. Yeah. And he sticks his whole snoot all the way down. In so he's like suffocating on slop. <laughs> it goes up his nostrils. It gets all over his face. He had it on his forehead and in his hair on the top of his head. And I, I'm like, dude, how the hell did you do that? It's disgusting. He, I feel like he should have the named fence him Grunt. With it. Well, you know, I actually I was gonna name him Rex, mm-hmm. um, but my boss actually got a new horse around the same time, and she started calling him Baby T Rex because mm. he's like gigantic and belligerent. <laughs> um, that was a good combination. Yeah, totally. And she's like four eleven and a hundred pounds, so it's just isn't like, that like every horsewoman basically, yeah, pretty like, much except for me, you know. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's he's really giant, um, and she calls him Rexy. So I was like, oh, I can't name him Rex. Yeah. All right, gotta go with one of the other options. So Caden, yeah. it was. Wait, so every horsewoman is like under five feet and like a hundred pounds apparently well what? it just it's the it stereotype like sm- is the like stereotype is always like these forage women these small little like wildfire women they're like commanding these giant animals with such confidence that's what they're I've like kind of terrifying yeah. yeah so what Those you're saying is that i should i should convince my wife to be a horse yeah, I mean it's an expensive uh, pastime. <laughs> so I work so my horses can eat. I yeah. I could live on like a part time paycheck if I did not have the boys. But yeah. I don't regret having the boys, and every minute I spend at the office is for them and their well being because they're spoiled and I love them. That's my best friend Eileen, who I've mentioned many times already on the podcast. So she has two horses and like. One of her horses is actually named Nora after a character in Dragon Age Origins. And the other one's Turbo, who I, he's the horse Aww, I've ridden Turbo. the most in my life. Yeah, he's like this little Spitfire ornery pony. He's not a pony, but he's almost short enough to be considered a pony. And he's so cute. She is so dedicated to those two. And Nora, too. She has to work that horse. I think she's like a, a purebred, like thoroughbred, but someone just left her in a stall for like five straight years and never interacted with her and so she is just like when when my friend eileen first got her she was like basically a feral horse at that point and she's crazy yeah like so you know couldn't be ridden she was like earning her trust and she has she's she's done so well but uh she still randomly will blow up or freak out over something like a bag you know a rake nothing you know she's a beautiful horse 
I was always, I always loved it when I saw her like start, get out of here at her horses. And, and she's also short. So I guess that also fits the thing. <laughs> but I, I'm not, I've ridden horses my whole life. But like the second they start acting crazy, I'm like, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. You guys could kill me. So I'm scared now. I'm not, I'm not that confident around them, especially not anymore. Cause it's been a, when I was a kid and I was riding them every week, it, it was fine. But after a while, I kind of forgot. Miss it though. Yay. We're bullshitting. I mean, tangenting, whatever. Okay. My entire, so guess... entire experience with horses is because we won a trip to the Marlboro Ranch in Montana years ago. And one of the excursions was to do horse riding where they put you on these incredibly tame horses. <laughs> you literally just squeeze to go or whatever. And like, you can't go wrong. That is my experience with horses. You can't even it. direct to them because they just walk the same trail. It, they just, yeah. I mean, you could direct them, I guess, but you're going to get yelled at if you try to do something like that. So, but I enjoyed it, but that's my entire experience riding horses. When I was trail guiding, we had this one horse. His name was Luke. He had this like condition. He was fine, but like his nostril dripped constantly and it kind of smelled bad. <laughs> but uh, it, the vet was basically like, I don't know, just keep giving him these pills, but like it's not getting better and it's not getting worse. So he's probably fine. It's just him. It's like a weird thing that he does. He had notorious bathroom breaks. He would derail the whole ride by going off the side of the trail to pee in the tree line. What's the pee in privacy? Well, and he was one of our really good kids' horses. So he would be like, All right, it's time for my bathroom break. And he would just drag this poor child into the woods. Mom's like, that horse kidnapping my baby. <laughs> the kids are like pulling on their reins and screaming and crying. And I'm like, it's fine. Just let him do what he's going to do. And then he'll he'll get right back in line. And he and he would, you know, mm. he, he'd go into the woods, do his business, <laughs> screaming child be damned. And then when he was done going potty, he would look up and he would kind of like snort and and like, shuffle his feet and then he would just like quietly step right back in line and then look up like all right i'm ready to I'm go <laughs> <laughs> and you'd say That's all right adorable. come on guys let's go give him a little little kick with both feet and we'd go on and inevitably people would be like oh can we can we gallop oh, and no. i'd say no 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 we can do a brisk walk perhaps on a very narrow straightaway we will have a little trot but we are not going to do anything resembling galloping. Yeah. I reserved that for like one suicidal client who tipped really well. And that's it. <laughs> I was about to say, I don't think people realize how fast a gallop is. Cause like, even when my days, when I was riding horses regularly, when we would ride with my friend Eileen, we would just, I was very different than having our lessons at the horse ranch, you know, because those are all in like paddocks and corrals and like they're structured and we never went over a canter and then when I was riding with my friend Eileen, she's like, let's go into the wash, which in our hometown in L.A. County is like the dry riverbed, basically, that runs through our hometown. And it only fills up with water if it floods, which is the high desert. So it never does that. But it was always dry. We would just go in there and she's like, you want to gallop? And then I was riding Turbo and I found out why he was called Turbo. And I was like just holding on for dear life, basically. <laughs> I was like, this is so much faster than a canter. Like, I was not prepared. And I'm just like, there's a bunch of these shrub bushes. And he's like, even weaving through them because he's little and agile. And he was a lot younger back then. 
And it was, that's the one time in my life that I have galloped and it was insane, but it was really fun. Like when it ended, I was like, that was great, but I don't want to do that again. <laughs> cause we also weren't wearing helmets cause we were stupid. I uh, don't do that. Wear helmets, everybody. Yeah. Wear your helmets, get one with MIPS. It'll protect your brain from concussions. Uh, it's like the same thing they do in bike helmets. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I used to, so at one point I, I worked at a, uh, thoroughbred two-year-olds in training sale and I got to ride the pony that went out with the racehorses so I was on this like big stocky quarter horse thing shoulders on it like a bull and uh, my job basically was to trot out next to the racehorses and make sure that they got down to the track and didn't throw their rider and like kill someone uh, really important job really and then part of the training was to run the horses out to the quarter mile pole I would go out on the quarter horse and my job was to challenge them up to that quarter mile pole so that they would learn to kind of like dig in and want to win. And then when the quarter horse would drop off at that quarter pole, the thoroughbreds would keep going and they would think that they were winning the race. Um, So that was my job. I got to ride the pony. And the cool thing about a quarter horse is it is the fastest thing over a quarter mile. And this, this boy was a unit. It took him a minute to get going, (laughs) but once he got going, there was, you know, probably 1,500 pounds of horse galloping at 50 miles per hour down a perfectly straight stretch of dirt. And it was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And terrifying so cool. and exhilarating uh, and the whole nine. But it was it was fantastic. It's an, definitely an experience I remember. And I, I want to break out of starting gate too, like at the Kentucky Derby. That's like a bucket list thing. That would be so cool. I feel like it'd be safer to run on a track like that. Cause like when I got older and was thinking back to the one time I galloped like really full out, cause I've gone little spurts of gallop and I ran them in before, but never like just give them their heads, let them go. I was like, man, that was dangerous. Like there could have been gopher holes. There could have been, who knows? Like they could have broken a leg. We could have been thrown. We weren't wearing helmets. Like, Oh, before the before the sense of self-preservation grew in yeah yeah i and now it's that's all that's there <laughs> and it's so much easier to get hurt now too i feel like because just two years ago um i'm only just now 30 so this is late 20s when this happened to me i just moved and i didn't expect the bugs like i didn't know i knew everyone's like oh they're so much bigger there and like a lot more of them and i didn't realize how true that was and then like there was a shit ton of carpenter bees just everywhere because they were building this whole neighborhood and I guess they were just here to find some wood you know and like but I didn't realize male carpenter bees kind of just hover and then like wait for a female and then they dive bomb her and the that was what this one was doing and he chased me and I was in freaking Birkenstocks and I'm like running and I fall and slide down my driveway which was a brand new driveway so didn't have years of a car tire like smoothing the cement down and like my Birkenstocks ended up in the street because that's how hard I fell. The bee chased me down to the ground and I broke my arm and got like road rash from my driveway. And then I was afraid to leave my house because like the bee was guarding my front door basically. Like every time I tried to go out there, he would zip at me. And I'm like, just die already. Every year he comes back too. I don't know if it's him or if it's like his son or whatever. <laughs> but like every year it's the same spot this carpenter bee hovers. And uh, yeah, I hate it. I have if a you can break an arm over a bee, then I can take a weed whacker to a freaking yeah. wolf spider. Yeah, but you killed the wolf spider. Like, the bee hurt me. I didn't hurt the bee. Also, I found out later, because my elderly neighbor, who had to help me up, she was like, 
they don't have stingers, honey. Like, that's not what I was afraid of. All I heard was like in my ear and like freaked me out. Oh, okay. Sorry, Toasty. We've lost Toasty. <laughs> I, I had nothing to contribute to horses. I've probably been kicked by horses more often than I've actually been on the back of one. I'm sorry about that. I've been stepped on, but gently. It still was. My girlfriend got kicked I've by also one in been New Orleans because she decided to try to pet a police horse and it kicked her. As I they're was, trained to. As they're trained. I was just a wee lad. I, I was just a wee lad. We had horses in the pasture. I had to take care of my chickens. I don't know how to handle horses. They weren't our horses. We just rented out the land. <laughs> so I just walked behind a horse. It did not like that. And four year old Toasty got launched like. Got toasted. Yeah. <laughs> God, that's terrifying. I still to this day, like, even I've had so many people be like, make sure you put your hand on their little bum so they can tell you're back there, even though they can, they can pretty much see all around them too. I'm still, every time I'm like, oh, please don't kick me, please don't kick me. <laughs> like, I'm so nervous about it. And then my friend Eileen, because that's like my greatest fear is get kicked. By her. I just don't like pain. My friend Eileen, she'll stand there with her horses and just be like roughly brushing out their tails directly behind them. And I'm like, you're not afraid of them kicking you? And she's like, nope. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I wish I was that way. I'm very stupid. <laughs> and um, what I'll do is, so my horses... They're both thoroughbreds, and if there's one thing you need to know about thoroughbreds, it's that they're very sensitive to the, their environment. Both of them despise bugs, and they will stomp until their feet have cracks in them. Um, so they have special nylon boots that they have to wear outside, and they go on with, like, Velcro. <laughs> and so what I'll do is I'll crouch under their belly and then put the front boots on, like, well, completely, fully underneath my horse. And then I'll just like turn around and face their back end and then put the back boots on. And then I crawl out the opposite <laughs> side and they have this fly sheet that goes over the top of them. And I just like sling it right over. I stand right behind them to do the leg straps. I'll go back under their belly to pull the belly straps. And, and they just kind of like they stand there eating their breakfast like, oh, thanks, mom. That feels better. There's no I mean, bugs on me now. I used to volunteer at a horse rescue in Hawaii that I found out since closed down. After we left, yeah, they just didn't have enough support slash funding. They're still open in Colorado. Randomly, that was their other location. But anyway, when I was there, they had a lot of, pretty much every horse there was was there because they weren't able to be ridden, like they had been neglected or abused, you know, as a rescue. So a lot of them are really old. They needed daily medication or special feed stuff. And so, like, that was a really good time for me because... I learned all that. Like I'd only ever ridden horses up until that point. But then like this, this one horse had a bunch of abscesses in their hooves. So we had to put the special shoes on that they had like made for her with like special powder in there. I didn't realize up until then that horses technically do have like left and right feet the way that we do, even though they look visibly just equally as round. Nope. Apparently they do have differences and we had put the shoes on backwards and they're like, it's really easy to tell if you just look at this. And I'm like, I barely, I, I saw a difference maybe like once they pointed it out and I was like, oh, wow, I had no idea. I learned how to give like dewormers and like oral medicines, especially to this one old mare who was an old mare. She was not, not cooperative to say the least. And I still managed to like get it down. I was, that was a good time. But anyway, enough about horses, I guess. I could talk about horses all day too. <laughs> so Do you want to start a horse podcast? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Jen's games. She wrote that there are a few games I regularly come back to for fun and a few that I just love for the story. 
The first one is The Sims because it really is endless possibilities and combinations. And the fact that there isn't an end goal makes it so my completionist heart has nothing to focus on besides the goals, like the daily goals. And the goals are just to make the sim happy, so yay. And the next one is Spyro. <sighs> I love Spyro too. Um, she says that it's a series she's been playing since the original PlayStation. It's one of the first games I remember getting 100% on. Wow. The feeling of I found every secret, I hit every running egg dude. <laughs> I found that last stupid gem. It was the best. I have kept up with it. I have it on my Switch right now, and I'm working towards 100% on the Trilogy Remaster. The Witcher 3 is a game that I have over 400 hours of time on. I just had so much fun achievement hunting and, of course, Mass Effect. So, and for all the reasons we've already discussed, those are her games. Yeah, I do. I am not a completionist at all, so I, I, will, I will never get 100% on anything. If I get an achievement, it's just because I happened to get one. I love that me and Jen are like literally the exact opposite type of gamer. Makes for a good team. I got 99.9% on Dragon Age Origins in my first playthrough. And the one thing I didn't get was to like set foot on every piece of land on the whole map, which pissed me off because there was no way for me to know what one inch of the map I didn't set foot in. That was like oh, so mad that that was literally the only thing in that game I didn't do. That's rude. I wonder they could have just done like the fog of war thing that you always have on maps, like the little hidden bit. Oh, it, it did. The map does open up. Like it, it oh. looked like I'd gone everywhere. There was nothing like I, there was no way to know what one inch of like, there was just no way to know. It was so frustrating. I don't know what my <laughs> game, would, I was trying to think, I forgot to think about what game I always come back to. I don't know. I guess, I mean, it's hard because there's so many games that like, I have kept playing, but they're not necessarily the same game, like Animal Crossing, for instance. Like, I've, I've played pretty much every Animal Crossing game that exists, and I always will. And Sims, too. Like, I've I played Sims 2, 3, and now 4 a lot. <laughs> so that one's for me as well. But as far as, like, RPGs or something, I don't finish a lot of games because I just, like, dick around. Like, Fallout 4, for instance, I started a lot of characters on there and, like, gotten to certain points with them, but then it didn't finish with them. Same with Dragon Age Inquisition, because I just, I love character creation. So I just start characters and like, okay, I'm bored now. Let's start a new game. Something else. Right now I'm playing Cyberpunks. I don't really know, like, because I just keep playing all the games. Spyro is the same for me too. I, I have the trilogy remaster on my Switch as well. And I, I love Spyro. I remember playing the first one on PlayStation and my mom was like, I want to be Spyro. Spyro looks like he has a fun life. I don't know why she really liked Spyro. But yeah, that's it. Did anyone play Drawn to Life for the DS? I think I did a tiny, tiny bit a <clears throat> long time ago. I absolutely love that game. It's so fun, but it has a great story and it's kind of dark at times. And there's like, it deals with death and, you know, it's kind of cool. And I also like that it's so customizable because you can paint stuff to look however you want. When you were saying that, for some reason, it made me remember this Hamtaro game that was for Game Boy Color. I played the shit out of that game. <laughs> there was like this whole thing where you could find songs in the game and then you could get different dance moves and like basically make a dance to the song. I spent so much time doing that. <laughs> Love that. Everyone should watch Hamtaro. It's a great show. 
I have a like whole Ooh. giant cardboard Jesus cutout Christ. of Crossbones from Marvel Comics, nice. and uh, he nice. routinely terrorizes my friends. They all hate him. I can imagine a giant people-sized thing. Oh, do you see me. him? That's yeah. Coco, the Furby. Oh my god! Incredible. Does he turn on randomly at night? Um. Ah, yeah. So ah. the, um, <laughs> So I got him at a junk store. I was there, like, I love junk stores. I, um, they're, like, one of my comfort places. I love to go in junk and just, store? like... Junk store? That's not the same thing as, like, a, as, like, an antique store, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So, like, think there's, like, hundreds of booths with just, like, the most random conglomeration of shit yeah. you can imagine. <laughs> and, um, so I'm walking down the, like, down this, like, row of just random crap. And there's a couple in front of me and they pass by and they go, ew, a Furby. And they like kind of like scuttle away. And then when I walk up to the Furby, it pops its eyes open and goes, me, Coco. <laughs> and I, I just looked at it and I said, hi, Coco. I'm your mother now. And he, and he goes, me, Coco, boring. And I go to walk away and he starts freaking out. And he starts singing and he goes, and he does not shut up. I can hear him as I'm walking all the way around this huge antique mall. And then I finally like kind of make my way back around and I look at, at the Furby on the shelf and I pick <laughs> it up and there's a little sticker on the bottom that says $10. And I'm like, all right, I got 10 bucks on me. So I take him up to the front like kind of just waiting for him to hand me the Furby and this man goes to like wrap him in tissue paper and then put him in a plastic bag and I'm like no 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 that's fine that's not necessary you'll make him angry <laughs> my son needs to see <laughs> oh my uh, god I had two know. Furbies growing up and they one of them was great one of them was possessed um he lived in my car for a very very long time one day I was like driving out to see my horse at the barn. And as I'm driving down this back country road, he pops his eyes open. He, I had him sitting like up on my dash and he would stare out at people with his little eyes. And um, sometimes he would talk to people like just being freaking crazy. Well, one day I'm driving to the barn and he just starts going ballistic. And I am like, I pull over on the side of the road and he's like, short-circuiting or something. I think it got too hot in the car for him and his wiring kind of like got messed up. I don't know. And so I pull over on the side of the road, get my Swiss Army knife and just like rip out his batteries. And this thing stayed powered on for like two minutes after I ripped out the batteries. Everyone the Furby saga. hates car Furby. So <laughs> one of my friends threatened to throw him out the window because he would always go ballistic when I had guests in the car. And if I would leave, he would go even crazier just to make them freaked out. Yeah. Yeah. Coco's possessed, for sure. Oh, good night, Toasty. So, do you want to do you want to plug yourself real fast? Then you can leave. <laughs> On the podcast, okay. Yes, for everyone to witness. Ooh, oh, wow. All right. <laughs> All right. No. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm Toasty, co-host of the Witcher Lorecast. So, if you like Witcher stuff, go listen. I'm great at promotions. I'm the absolute best, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, we we have our patron chat on Monday. Woo! Which you'll have approximately eight hours from this episode releasing. <laughs> for warning, yeah. For warning. Prepare. But we take we take the absolute latest of patron submissions. 
Uh, Jen applied during the show and we had her on the show <laughs> whenever she first came on. We were halfway through it. She was like, if I pay now, can I get on the show? And I was like, okay, sure. Why not? So that's amazing. It was. It was incredible. But yeah. So good night. Good night. Goodbye. Well, you guys want to plug yourself too? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm Captain Shanko. I can be found on Discord. I'm also on social media uh, as MCU Lorecast for the podcast that Psych88 and I are starting up. We've got some stuff in the works and we're excited to start bringing some content to the world. It's going to be awesome. We're in a deep dive into the history, stories, lore, characters, and all that good stuff of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and their comic counterparts. Yes, definitely listen. I know there's lots of Marvel fans out there. Apollo? I'm Apollo. Uh, I'm not a creator, so I don't really have anything to plug. Somebody start a Last of Us podcast. I can, <laughs> I can get into that. You start a Last of Us podcast, and you could plug something. There's only something. so much to... There's. I thought about that. There's just only so much to go. I mean, it, it, there's only so much to do with it. Yeah, it could be a limited run. A mini-series, if you will. <laughs> Thank you for... I'm sorry today wasn't like a normal episode and thanks for dealing with just the one girl. <laughs> um, I know Toasty is already gone, but same goes for you, Toasty, whenever you hear this. And thank you, guys. That's all, folks. <laughs> for the patrons that joined me for this episode, seriously, thank you. It's always a pleasure to talk to you guys. And for those of you who are either not in the tier to join us on the podcast once a month or weren't able to make it, thank you seriously for your support because we literally couldn't do it without you guys. It's a lot of work. It's a passion project. And we thank you for your support. And I know if Jen were here, she would be saying this, but I'm doing my best <laughs> in her place. But if you like what you're hearing please be sure to leave a review on iTunes or give us a rating on Spotify and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find both Jen and I in the Two Girls One Ship chat on the Robots Radio Discord channel or in our own Discord server called Two Girls One Ship, where we nerd out on all our favorite CGI significant others. Be sure to check out our live stream on Twitch and YouTube Fridays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 7.30 p.m. Pacific Time. Our podcast episodes release on Mondays because you need at least one good thing on a Monday. And if you do want to support us on Patreon, you have to search us at Two Girls One Ship because Patreon marked us as an explicit creator. Uh, so yeah, you have to directly search us. But the link is in the description if you don't feel like typing. Thanks for listening. And remember, beauty's in the eye of the controller. Ever wanted to be a content creator but had no clue where to begin? Come join me as I sit down with content creators that have already faced the challenges you're up against as they discuss the tips and tricks that help them be successful. Here on The Content Creator's Guide, available wherever podcasts can be found.